every quarter, you're able to submit your pitch deck, your executive summary, and all of your marketing materials for Richard to review and provide for you about a three to five page report outlining where he thinks improvements could be made to those materials. Who here, by a show of hands, has submitted their materials to be reviewed by Richard? Fantastic. So, because we've been doing that for about the past three years, many times we would then hear back after giving those analysis back, people would ask, well, can you do this for us? Can you do this for us? Can you make our pitch deck? Can you help us implement the marketing strategy that you've implemented in your own company, Richard? And Richard came up to me and he asked me, Andres, I, uh, should we start this division? Should we start have, should we have a marketing agency available for our members? Um, you know, and, and he told me, I, he lo I looked up pitchdex.com, he told me how much it was, and he said, you know, if you tell me to buy it, we'll buy it and we'll start it. And I said, let's go for it. And now, uh, about eight, nine months later, we have 53 uh, clients in the pitch decks uh, division that were creating their pitch decks, their marketing, their branding, helping rebrand. Um, and it's been very exciting to be able to uh, give that perspective. My background is in marketing. My background is in advertising and branding and public relations. So being able to bring that to the investor relations world has been, has been just uh, such a privilege for me. And I know that many people um, that we talk with from our members, they're always saying how, you know, the marketing, the branding, how pretty the pitch deck is, how well developed the website is, doesn't matter if you have something good in your hands. Um, but we challenge that because at the end of the day, how are you casting a wider net? Why is it that Richard Wilson is able to get $300 million families, $900 million families, individuals that have had major liquidations, um, contact us asking for support on how to build their family offices, how to find more deal flow. So that's what we're gonna share with you today. Uh, our panelists today will be rating uh, some of the logos and brands and one-liners of some of our members. And we're gonna get their feedback about their perception behind that. Because we know, uh, like I said, many times we hear that, but the question is that that stuff may not be so important, but now we get to hear from the investors. Uh, but really quickly, I wanna make sure that we give each of our panelists a quick 90 seconds to introduce yourself. And within that introduction, if you could also please let us know a little bit more about the deal flow that you would like to encounter through your experience here with us today. Uh, so if we could please start with Wendy. Uh, hello everybody. Testing. Hello, everybody. Wendy Kraft, I'm Chief of Staff for Fulcrum Equities, a single-family office here in New York City. We do real estate, some crypto, and we're typically looking for real estate in the tri-state area as well down to the Florida corridor. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon. I'm Bill Swigert. I founded Beacon Angels in 2006, and uh, since then we've been uh, investing up in Boston in technology companies and uh, pharma companies and medical device companies. Uh, we, uh, we, we chose the name Beacon Angels with some branding uh, uh, discussions, which were kind of interesting. And I think we've, uh, we picked a good name because it describes where we are. Uh, we meet on, up on Beacon Hill, where the, they used to put up a beacon to keep the ships from going aground. And um, 
we, uh, we we meet there you know every every uh, and it's you know we're kind of a, a, a hopefully a guide a guide or we're visible to mostly New England companies. We were looking for New England companies uh, headquartered there, and we have a website beaconangels.com where you can submit. Uh, what I'd like to get from today's visit is uh, we have got some great companies up up in Boston, and we're always sometimes we're looking for extra capital for the deals that we have. And uh, if you c come to me afterwards, you can subscribe to our detailed minutes, and that will give you a window into some of those deals. Thank you. Hi, um, am I on? Yep. Good. Uh, my name is Adam Geiger. I'm the chief investment officer and co-founder of New Legacy Group uh, here in New York. Uh, the group uh, has a business that focuses on three different verticals. One is that we still allocate to hedge funds. As, as out of favor as that's been, uh, we still do it because I've done it for a long, long time. Uh, we have a, a healthy uh, direct deal business between venture capital, real estate, specialty finance, et cetera. And we also have a small wealth management business uh, where we allocate the assets of um, a few sizable families. Um, you know, I've been looking in, in allocating to hedge funds for 22 years. I've seen so many different types of brands, and um, some of which are meaningful, most of which are not. Uh, so I found that this exercise to be interesting at this uh, at this stage of the game. Uh, as far as what I might be interested in learning uh, and, and being pointed to, I, th I think it has to do with risk-adjusted return and anything that, that, you know, gives you an appropriate return relative to the risk being taken. Great. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is uh, David Fong. I'm the general counsel and investment director at the uh, single family office, the Gupta family office. We have about 300 million in assets under management. Um, the family invests primarily, 70% of the assets are in real estate. They're active real estate investor, uh, investing in student housing and apartments. Um, I also wear a second hat where I'm also a sponsor um, of real estate assets also in the student housing and the uh, apartment space. And we invest primarily in Texas West, so California, Arizona, Nevada. Excellent. Thank you. I'm Bo Meganson, Gold Coast Angel Investors in Miami. Uh, we also have presence in Fort Lauderdale, Boca Raton, and in West Palm Beach. And uh, we're, we're an angel investing group. We do really look at anything. Five things we do not do. We don't do real estate. We don't do fran uh, franchises, restaurants or bars, or brick-and-mortar retail. Anything else, really, particularly from a technological perspective, we'll look at really like uh, IT-enabled healthcare services as well as uh, SaaS software as a service, primarily because, not because I'm a techie, because certainly I'm not, but because when those companies reach about a $6 million annualized revenue rate, their valuation metric flips from a function of EBITDA to a function of gross revenues. And obviously you can scale capital or scale value much more quickly when it's a function of gross revenues. So we like those or anything else that can scale quickly. And as far as what we're looking for, Andres uh, would look for, we, we like syndicating deals uh, with other smart money. Uh, either we can lead or we can follow along. Uh, we also would like to find other folks who would like to send deals to us. Family offices obviously get sent a lot of opportunities their way that from a technological perspective they may not have a subject matter expertise in. We can bring some of those technical uh, expertises to the table and help vet out what those opportunities are and be able to potentially invest with them on those deals. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, so definitely let's move on then to reviewing some of what our members have submitted to us. Um, if you, so 
some of the companies that have submitted their materials, they may not fall or align within your mandates. They may not fall or align with the industry that you invest in or the asset class. But I want you to look at it more from a marketing standpoint, right? For, for just overall is what do you rate the brand uh, as a whole? Right uh, and what you're seeing, even if it doesn't, you know, don't rate it low just because, for example, Bo doesn't real invest in real estate, so because it's a real estate company, he's rating it a one because that's not what he looks for, <laughs> right? Just more the markability of the brands that you see. So let's move forward. So we have here uh, Stonebridge Capital Consulting, uh, Jim Richardson. If you can raise your hand, Jim. If I can point you out there, there's Jim, uh, and then we have the one-liner. Uh, Stonebridge Capital Consulting raises private capital for experienced commercial real estate sponsors in major markets across the United States that provide stability and upside for investors. So in a moment, you're going to rate this from 1 to 10, 10 being great, 1 being not so good. And basically, imagine you just you passed by a billboard that had the logo and had that one-liner. You know, don't, not the, we didn't put a graphic design to this, but just overall the logo and the one-liner, how's it speak to you? Uh, so go ahead, if, if you guys just want to all flash your numbers at once. So Bo gave it an eight, you got a 10, and David, five, eight, and five. Great, let's go from, uh, from low to high. Great, Wendy, if we can start. Um, what with the logo? The the brick part over st stone. It's literally stone a bridge. stone bridge. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. No, uh, I'm just. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm, I'm, no, I'm just. And, and I get I didn't that catch that right away either. You know, bricks and mortar and real estate, but I think it could be a fancier bridge or a, a little something. I mean, I like the placement of it tremendously. How it comes in from the S and the E, but I think the bridge itself could be a little less common. Got Just it. my feeling. If, I'm, if you're asking me what I'm seeing the first time I look at it. Um, the one-liner I actually thought was more like an eight. I oh, like okay. the one-liner much much better than the logo. Oh, fantastic. Thank you. Uh, Adam. So um, I think the tagline, Stonebridge, fine. I think it's a nice brand. I like the picture. A stone bridge like that implies stability, even though it's old. It, it's built to last. I like that. But then capital consulting, to me, is a euphemism. You're a capital raiser. You're not consulting, per se. So I find that to be a disconnect. Um, so I, I think it's OK to be honest. You're raising capital for folks. You're not telling them how to build their business, how to improve it, et cetera. That's the distinction. That's why I, I dinged it. Thank you. Bo? Yeah, Stonebridge, I think, uh, agreeing uh, with Wendy and Adam on the, the stability motif, but also a bridge gets you from point A to point B. So metaphorically, I like, I like that as well. Um, the tagline I thought was just, was just a little long. I mean, the, you can bait it very well, and I'm not sure how you condense that. But tagline, I, I usually associate as being 10, 12 syllables, something that's punches that's almost like an, we see or we hear elevator pitches which are quick, 30-second pitches. Something, a tagline is something that you can digest quickly, but I thought it was very good and very positive. So I liked it. Um, I, the criteria are that 
that uh, Richard outlined where does it say what they do, where they do it, and why to work with them. So um, what they do is they, I guess they, they invest in real estate or help you invest in real estate. So it says that. Uh, it says why, you know, why to work with them. So uh, the bridge implies uh, stability and, and reliability because it looks like a strong bridge. And, and maybe it kind of bridges a, a little bit of a high gap, so uh, maybe they solve tough problems. It doesn't say where they do it, so maybe somewhat more. If you if you are all over the United States, that's fine. But if if you want to uh, focus your efforts a little bit more locally, you might add some local um, uh, qualifier. But I liked it, and I I, I did give it a ten because. Uh, uh, I, I think there are a lot of those Stonebridge uh, uh, logos out there, aren't there? It's a fairly common name, or maybe it's just that you've been, been really good marketing, and I, I, th I think you're a lot of companies, but uh, uh, it seemed like it, it was, wasn't exactly unique, but I liked it. Excellent. Thank you. And David? Okay, so uh, so I do invest in commercial real estate. Actually, I wanted to give it a nine, but I didn't have a okay. nine, so, and, and I'm, I'm an I'm a optimistic guy, so I gave it a <laughs> I, I'm in real estate. I, I knew exactly what you do, uh, understood the tagline. I agree it is a little bit long, but it is hard to condense. I actually thought it was very concise because, you know, and I focused on certain words too, like, you know, you talked about, you know, experienced commercial developers or, or parties. And so that's that's very clear who, who, you're, who you're raising money for. You also talked about stability and and, and, uh, and upside. So it shows you, you, you a different risk spectrum of the type of investments. The only negative I had is actually, and this is just aesthetics, is I don't really like your bridge. I think it's, it, you know, I don't know, maybe the colors, or, or you could have had a nicer looking stone bridge. Because <laughs> so, it looks a little, at least from this angle, a little bit like a hat. But <laughs> that's gotcha. And, and, oh, and the other comment about consulting, I agree too. Yeah, instead of consulting, you know, maybe capital partners or some other word, I don't know. Okay, excellent, thank you. And then, uh, so just moving forward, I may not get every panelist opinion on everyone just so I make sure we're getting through everything so just to keep in mind so thank you uh, yeah so um, I know that uh, one of the a lot of what we do for some of the brands that we for some of the companies we rebrand we'll even do something as simple as just add commercial real estate to the name of the company right so just because you know I was talking about it with Richard outside about we all have probably like that box of business cards. Who has like the, their box of business cards at home? I know I do, like a couple of boxes, right? And sometimes when I'm trying to declutter, I'm just going through them really fast. But if it's not something that's relevant to me, right? If it's not a firm that is raising capital or a commercial real estate firm, something that's actually, you know, and, and if I don't see that right away, then, then it's just gonna go into the next bucket, which is like the garbage can. So being able to just make sure that the, that the brand states what asset class you're in sometimes can make a major difference. Five borough multifamily, Abner Figueroa. Is Abner here today with us? Oh, fantastic, hey Abner, great to see you. Uh, five borough multifamily, uh, acquiring and developing multifamily properties for middle market renters in New York City. There's the logo, the name, and panelist, what is the rating? All right. Got eights across the board. Great. David, was that was that a nine? No, I actually like it. I gave it ten. You like it? I like the logo. I like the logo because the bridge and you have the icon. Yeah. 
<laughs> Fantastic. Great. So, yeah, go ahead, Wendy. You have a comment? Um, so, as a family office, when I see five borough multifamily, the first thing I thought it was before I could read it was a multifamily office, uh, okay. not a multifamily development. Okay. So, I didn't see real estate, I saw advisory firm. Okay. Short of that, I love that logo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Am I allowed to say that, say Richard? <laughs> multifamily real estate, as a because we have a lot of times think multifamily advisory. Right. Fantastic. So, so I'll, I'll say uh, Abner. You know, we worked with Abner on on his logo and his branding uh, for the past several months. So, you know. Cool. I'm glad so, you, got, you know you guys would have heard my feelings. I I, I liked it a lot. Um, Actually, I I dis I mean maybe I'm not a multi-family office, so I saw immediately that it was real estate, but it doesn't say what kind of real estate, so I I knocked off a couple of points to from a ten to an eight because um, I guess you you buy and develop, but you could also be a manager, right? You'd be a property manager, so maybe you want to uh, add uh, development to the to the logo. Development, got it. Okay. Excellent. It's it's great. It says exactly where it is because everybody knows that Manhattan is the only place I know that has five boroughs, and I'm, I'm not even mm -hmm. I don't even live here. Yeah. So it's so powerful. you're very yeah you're it's it's nice design, and I don't know what the bridge is doing. What is the bridge supposed to? To the boroughs. Oh, it's just oh, amongst, yeah. amongst the, the five boroughs. I mean, okay. yeah. You can tell he's not all the bridges from, from here. <laughs> you can have a you can have a water <laughs> taxi. A lot of bridges. There, right? <laughs> A ferry. I, I, a I also like the you, you did the borough B O R O, which is kind of cute. C R O. Fantastic. The, the only negative that I would come up with is that the concept of boroughs is very unique to New York. Yeah, New York. So City. if you're trying to attract interest from outside of New York, it might not make sense. Got it. Excellent. Excellent. Except I knew what it was. Good Appreciate point. that feedback. Definitely anything constructive. Well, I'm, I'm from Florida or live in Florida and I knew boroughs so I, I got that part yeah. uh, although I didn't unlike Wendy I I got the I didn't I didn't have a confusion maybe that's because I'm not in real estate but I thought he was talking about you know multifamily uh, real estate deals so the colors are really nice and you've got five buildings there hence five boroughs and you know, the color schemes are really cool and not I if I've had a nine I would have given it a nine but somebody just like me too with him, they stole my, my nine, so. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Thank you, let's move on to the next one. We have gold leaf farming. Gold leaf farming, investments in sustainable agriculture for family offices. Do we have the founder and the team of gold leaf farming here today with us? All right, so gold leaf farming, panelists, what is your rating? Gold leaf farming. Investments in sustainable agriculture for family offices. Great. So we got a few fives. We got a ten. So David Light. If, uh, oh, wait, no. I, oh, sorry. <laughs> I saw the one. I thought it was a one. I thought, yeah, sorry, three. Yeah. So, so Bo, what's going on there? I don't have a six, so this is six. <laughs> Got it, five minus one. <laughs> Not 51. Fantastic. So, That's Bo, actually from, area 51. That's what we're going into now. From just the, the uh, I guess, also, if, if you guys could please elaborate when going over this, why is it important 
Let's say they have a great track record and a great team. That's different. Right? That let's changes say, things. Let's say, but let's say they do, but you still haven't had the chance to meet with them. Why is this rating important? Even if they have, right? Because many times the companies we encounter say, it's not important, Andres, we have a great track record and we have a great team. This is an importance. Well, as you're growing, just from a, because of, with companies that we'll deal with that are early stage, you're at the behest of people being willing to talk to you and, have, and being able to separate yourself from all the white noise of other companies out there that are pitching people like me and Bill and Adam and David and Wendy. So there's got to be something that stands out either in your brand or your image or something that makes you look a little different from the 18 other pitches that we're going to see that day. And that's why it's important. Now, goalie farming, I, we've done some ag, so I, I, I like ag deals, so that's just specific to me. Right. I don't know that Adam or, or Wendy could say the same thing, or David or, or Bill. So that, for me, I liked, but the gold leaf was good. The farming, it doesn't say anything about sustainability. It doesn't say anything about the other uh, tenets of their, of their parameters, which that could be in their tagline, but that's... That's why I gave it the six and not something higher. But I, I like ag and I like gold leaf farming and that conveyed a positive thing for me. Excellent. I have a question. Do you ever, so obviously a lot of deal flow comes to your inbox, comes to your table. Are you ever out there searching for it? Have you ever called the company first before they've called you? Yeah, a couple times. And well, what, not, not every time, but yeah, if, 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 if there's a, an article in a trade magazine or something like that, where um, you know, a, a, a PR. founder or an entrepreneur or a technology receives a patent or an award or some kind of recognition, and it fits within uh, the rubric of what we're pursuing, and I'm sure everybody else is the same way, you'll say, oh, that's interesting. And that will at least elicit a phone call. Doesn't mean I'm going to write them a check, but at least we'll get a phone call and then find, try to figure out what they have and what the value is. But then you in the world of sales would be considered a hot lead because you're calling the company. Right, and would you say, um, Wendy, have you ever called a company? I have, the, yeah. I have. Usually when um, I'm mandated to go find something for the family, my first call is to other family offices um, where I say, have you guys ever used somebody and they, you liked them? Were they honest? Were they transparent? Did you get good returns? How about through the public relations or the advertising or the marketing that a company's put out there? Have you ever reached out to them maybe because you came across a deck, on a table? I, I mean, did, anything. I did recently in an article where I read that millennials were buying houses in Ohio and renting them out because they couldn't afford to buy one in San Francisco. And I thought, that's pretty cool. And I started linking in, and then I started researching it and made, invest in it. It's pretty cool. Excellent. So, so once again, what I'm trying to show here is the investors do also reach out to the companies, but if the branding isn't put, in, if the advertising, if the PR, if the thought leadership uh, isn't put, and if the expertise aren't communicated and broadcasted, then these type of opportunities can never really come your way. And then what happens is that repetitive cycle of, well, I just need that one introduction. I just need you to facilitate the one-on-one -on -one meeting, Andres. And it's like, yes, but that's, that's you're, you're working a lot harder when, you can have your brand working a lot smarter for you and actually bringing you in those investors that are now interested and want to sit down with you. An appointment that you didn't have to go out there and search for, but that did, in essence, fall on your lap. And like Bo said, he's not going to write a check. That doesn't mean he's writing a check, but at least you're getting that appointment. At least you saved yourself a lot of time by not going out there and trying to set that appointment up yourself. The trust was built because of the articles that they encountered and the thought leadership that was put out there and how the branding was smart.
right? You, you heard them earlier talk about how they loved the color of the logo. They loved the color, right? So once again, that's eliciting some type of emotional, psychological response from a branding point, and you can't undermine that. Um, in marketing, in sales, in branding, and in capital raising especially. Yeah, I just want to add, I mean, especially if you're out there trying to raise money, I mean, it's like in today's day and age, I would analogize it to websites. You gotta have website, right? In today's, and you know, you don't want a crappy website because that's, that's sort of the first impression people Can you get. say that again? You gotta have a website. You gotta have a website. Oof. You gotta have a good. And you don't want to cry. Not a good one. And and and, it's and it can't say copyright two thousand six, right? right? Correct. Right. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And it, and it's all about image and first impression. Again, yeah, we're not gonna write a check. I'm gonna look at your track record. I'm gonna do analysis. I'm gonna run numbers. But it is the first impression because it that first impression shows me oh if you're kind of together you've got together that you. We're, we're concerned enough to spend the time to be thoughtful on a, on a logo and be thoughtful on your one-liner and your pitch and your look, then that shows me, okay, this is someone who's a professional. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, so um, I just, I, I don't think the leaf adds anything to the name. If you, if you like the name, it's, uh, you know, if you're, use it, but uh, it's just a picture of a gold leaf, and gold leaf is, is a kind of, you know, hammered gold, too, so it doesn't really tell you that it's agricultural, that's, that's um, and it could be a different color, like maybe do make it green so that it makes it, you know, connotes farming. More relatable to what yeah. you're doing. But gold, gold, it just really doesn't convey what you're doing, so uh, I would change the logo. Great. Thank you. And, and uh, what I'd add to that is, is, once again, you see gold leaf farming, me personally, because agriculture is not something that really crosses my mind in terms of, uh, of in investing in capital raising. Just adding the word investments, gold leaf farming investments. Yeah. Right? Something like that. That right? could work, yeah. Boom. Immediate difference, because I don't know if that's a farmer's market. If I just pass by the logo, I have to actually see the one-liner. But how do we get it so I don't even have to see the one-liner and I know that we're talking about finance? Well, green leaf farming. <laughs> green leaf so farming. farming. There you go. We're good at it. Cause our leaves well, that's, are green. that's redundant with farming, though. I, yeah. I like gold leaf if you if you can really connote agriculture. Yeah. And D by the way, I'm a trademark lawyer, so hear me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> DCP, Driven Capital Partners, Matt Shamus. Uh, Driven Capital Partners. Driven Capital Partners is a boutique real estate private equity firm using California's state-mandated density bonus program to provide strong returns and affordable housing in top California markets through value-add multifamily projects. Great. Panelist, what is your rating? So, uh, is that self-driving cars? Or? No. I don't know. Uh, no, uh, uh, no, it's a boutique real estate private equity firm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start. Fantastic. Oh, there it goes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, so there are a few things with this one. Um, the name has absolutely no relation to the business. Two, when I think of somebody who's driven, obviously they're high energy, they're very motivated, um, a lot of intensity. I don't pick that up, again, taking advantage of a California program specifically. Uh, usually, in my experience, when you see three-letter 
um, abbreviations. They don't actually represent the name of a company, they represent the initials of the founder. So um, I, I had a disconnect there. I'm, I'm waiting for, you know, uh, David Parsons to pop up somewhere. Um, it just, it didn't, it did nothing. There's no connection for me. Okay. And would you, what was, was the number you gave it? I gave it a three. You gave it a three. Anybody? Okay, okay. so me? Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with my brother here. Uh, DCP is completely redundant with Driven Capital Partners. Uh, if you want to, again, you can use the logo as a way to expand the, uh, the meaning of it. Uh, so you might want to think of, uh, about a different logo. Um, Driven sort of describes what the people are like inside the company. If you're trying to appeal to an audience that wants Driven people working for them, then maybe that's good. Excellent. Wendy? I, I like the tagline. That's why I gave it an eight. Okay. I didn't like the logo at all or the, the name. Got but it. I really thought it was nice for once to have a very specific tagline. I can look at that and say, we're either going to do that or not, mm. and decide to make the call or not without having to try to figure out what they're doing first. And the other thing as well is that if someone, many times, I mean, you tell me if you've ever encountered someone that meets you, knows you're an investor, and then the second they find out you're an investor, they are nonstop speaking for the next five to ten minutes. Like, they haven't even let you get a word in. Have, has anybody not experienced that? No. Yeah, you've, you've all experienced fact, that. There's a, there's a change in, in uh, congeniality, we'll yeah. say, yeah. once yeah. they find out that you're an investor. Well, oh, yeah. really? You actually are worth talking to now. And it, it's, it's a big reason why we work so hard to communicate the importance of the one-liner. Because this is your chance, like Wendy said, she can make that distinction immediately by reading that and know if the conversation can continue. Saving both of you time, right? If you have that one-liner well-developed, you know how to reuse it over and over again, say it with conviction, the investor will either tell you, tell me more, or they'll say, I know someone that may be interested, or they'll say not interested, which is way better than, you know, a, a whatever. Um, so, that's why it's so crucial because once again, if you have that investor lean in and say, tell me more, once again, now you're turning that cold prospect into a hot prospect because now they are asking you to, dis uh, to disclose more about your investment opportunity and vehicle. Um, David, did you have anything to say about that? Yeah, I, I gave it a five because I was kind of 50-50 on different things. On, on the one hand, I agree with Wendy. It was very specific. Uh, on the other hand, it was a little boring too, and it's a little too technical. I mean, I know exactly what he's talking about, okay? Because I'm from California. Um, the other thing I was a little torn by was driven. Again, it has nothing to do with the business. You know, maybe for the capital raiser, you know, for the consulting, you know, you want someone driven. Um, but it goes into that debate which we've had because we've, you know, we founded companies and, and we try to come up with names. And there's always that debate. Well, does the name have to? You know, relate to what you're doing, or yeah, you because know, people, especially in real estate, a lot of people name their companies after like streets where they live. <laughs> live yeah, has nothing to do with Greek what gods. Well, yeah, you know, you know, <laughs> High Ridge or whatever, <laughs> Brentwood, and so and so, so that's that's where I was kind of torn driven. I you know, I, you know, I, I guess they're trying to convey something, but it doesn't necessarily have to do with you know, they're a developer, right? They're an investor, yep. so they're not necessarily driven. Maybe if you're fundraising, you're driven. You're you're trying to do something. There's a different message, and so that's why I was. You know, again, yeah, a logo just 
pretty pretty you know normal pedestrian I guess. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just a font, really. Yeah, it's just a font. Um, Bo, did, you, did I get your I, I, take I yet? Covered everything they've already said. I think the tagline for me was just a little long. Uh, okay. Again. Uh, like because of real estate, I think Wendy's right. It's very specific, but for me, it's almost for a tagline. That's like a dissertation. Um, for sure. That, but that's just a, that's just a taste. I mean, Wendy likes the, the, that tagline. It's a long for me, but that's just a, a matter of taste. And again, the like David um, David said, the logo is just Spartan and pedestrian's a better word. He's smarter than I am. Maybe you, you want to find a, an acronym for density bonus program or something that yeah. is like inside baseball. It's you're appealing to a very small group of people, right? For so sure. they would probably know what the logo meant, of the, the abbreviation meant. Now, we're okay with longer, more technical one-liners because it's okay to then eventually exclude certain individuals, certain investors, because either one, they don't understand it, because an investor that doesn't understand it probably won't invest in it anyways. Right. Um, and also you're able to now isolate the ones that do understand it, and you know that the conversation can be relevant. Let's move on to the next one. Uh, Asparna, make better investment decisions with Asparna. All right, panelist. We have three. All right, so I will go with, the, with Wendy and Bo that had a three, and I'll say, why a three, why not a one like the other panelist? Oh, because I really like the color scheme. Okay. It's so much better than just black letters. And that's fair. So that's really nice. The problem is with the tagline, I have no idea what they do and how to pronounce the name really well. So that's difficult. But the tagline was mostly like, I don't, I don't have any clue what they're doing. Kind of sounds like my last name, Ospina. Okay. I kind of like the tagline. Uh, just, I mean, you like it? You said, I, yeah. I, I thought about it. I went to, went up to a three, only because, I mean, being in the investment business, uh, I kind of know what that means. I think it's probably a due diligence uh, uh, as, assistance, right? So, um, but I, I don't understand what the logo means. I can't even okay. make it out. Just like as Great. Wendy said. And uh, I'll take one more. Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I gave it a one just because I, you know, it sounded like a commercial to me. The tag, like, make better investment decisions. With, with Osprana, but because why? <laughs> you know, what, what is it more about? I mean, I get the low, I mean, you know, the design, it's, it's, it's his name. And so I get that, and that's fine. If that's what, you know, if that was a recognized brand or he's trying to create a name brand for himself. But again, it's, it's also a little confusing. You know, what, what exactly does he do? Is he an advisor? Is he a wealth advisor? I, I, I assume something with investments. It looks homemade, so, doesn't it? So the example I want to make here is that the one-liner has to really, the one-liner really has to be something that your competitors cannot say they do. So if it's an investment consultant or advisor, could I go to your competitor and say, do you make better investment decisions with your firm? None of your competitors would say no. So it has to be able to be different. One of our, one of the examples I want to bring up right now is our client Targacell. Uh, they are, they have proprietary stem cells that focus on repairing the heart in a non-invasive way. Their one-liner before used to say, the next generation of stem cells. And my question to them was, could I go up to your competitor in this industry of stem cells and say, are they the next generation? What would their competitor say? 
Yes, of course, right? But not every competitor can say that they are non-invasive and focus specifically on the heart. And then we developed that one-liner about three months later. They went up on stage in front of, I believe, 350 people at a life sciences forum. And they were 10 uh, participants were given the opportunity to go on stage and in 10 seconds share what they did. And they had the biggest engagement because they were concise, they were brief, they were clear, while everybody else went up on stage and was kind of fumbling the mic and kind of hesitating and being long-winded and not very well polished. So once again, being prepared with your one-liner is cr crucial. Um, this name, Asparna, definitely means something to the founder and the CEO and the team of the company. But if you have to share that story, many people say, yes, there's a story behind it, and we'd love to share that story. But the question is, can the story, can people understand it without you having to share the story? Because you have to get that meeting in the first place in order to share that story. How do we skip a few steps and make it clear to the investor what it is that you do? Or, or the challenge would be to come up with a tagline that draws you in yeah. to want to hear the story. Agreed. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times with the one-liner, what we'll do is we want to know, you know, Richard will work with them on how many years of experience, how many successful deals, what about the track record can be put into the tagline uh, to really already prove the experience and the expertise of the firm. We're gonna do, let me see, I'm gonna, we're gonna do one more. Uh, breakout, a proprietary styled global macro fund. Take this one because it was small. There's no one-liner and our time's almost up, but I do want to get through one more. A proprietary styled global macro fund. All right. I will go with Wendy, who has the highest rating for this one, at an eight. It's simple. It tells me exactly what they do. I really think you could jazz it up a little bit. The just, It's black. It's boring. It's a font. I mean, make it nicer like five borough that was beautiful this could be jazzed up but the tagline it's perfect i could look at that if i have it on a card i go oh yeah this is what they do great and if i need one i'll go find them and david uh i like the name actually i think that's kind of a cool interesting name it gets my gets my interest you like the your name breakout your maverick you're some some doing something different uh just logo wise aesthetically that's a lot of words to read it was kind of tiny and so, uh, but I don't know, because it, 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 you don't have a tagline, really, like everyone mm -hmm. else. It's, a, it's under breakout, yeah, sort yeah. of. Got it. And, and maybe I'm biased because my background is in marketing, but sometimes when I see a logo like that, I just see, like, super startup, super ground floor, you know, and because nowadays it's really not much to invest in a logo. So when I see a font that I could find on Microsoft Word, then to me, it just looks like it was just kind of done on the fly, and this business is kind of just getting off the ground, and it's just in its really test phase, even though maybe they've been around forever. Um, but that's, you know, once again, from a marketing standpoint, that's what I see as a marketer. I, I gave it a three because it's uh, pr pr proprietary styled. What does that add? I, I don't even know what that means. What is a proprietary? Do, do you okay. know what it means? So elaborating on proprietary style, it's unique. Yeah, it's, a term, it's a but term I've never why. heard. Yeah. Yeah. And Bo? I agree with Bill and Adam. I don't know what proprietary style means, but Global Macro Fund is very specific. Right. So yeah, you just drop that, and then. So I like. I gave it a five because I like Global Macro Fund. I got an idea of what they do. The rest, not so much. Breakout, 
it was again spartan and and kind of benign but uh, but again the global macro fund gives me an idea of what what they do great fantastic uh, so if we could please give a big round of applause for our panelists for panel number five Hopefully our members got a lot of value from that. Our investors did share the type of investment opportunities that they are looking for. And they will be heading to the networking room right now. So please make sure to give them adequate amounts of space and time.